0: Or bears. I think I can make that happen.
1: Bears!
2: Bear! You're it! I'm like,
1: back to trying my I, I don't even have to, like, generate energy. <laughs> you know what time so it I'm, is. L- look, you know what time it is. Look, okay. <clears throat> I am, uh, I'm not physically at my peak right now. Long work day, Mm a little rundown, Mm -hmm. but that's okay because the news that we alluded to last week, Mm. we announced it today. Sure did. Between two bears, for some reason, I still have no idea why, is now part of the Dave Campbell's Texas Football, (laughs) Republic of Football Podcast Network. (laughs) I do not understand what happened to make that a thing. But it is official as of today. Gentlemen, welcome to the Republic of Football. Yeah, capital J journalist tapping in. I, woo-way, woo-way, I don't know about all that
0: yet. Before you joined, Deontay and I were talking about, I was really talking about very briefly, like, you know, this is cool news. We're probably going to get a little bump in numbers, which means we're going to get a bump in hate listens um we probably got some haters, some still lagging. So if you're here and you particularly if you saw my announcement on Facebook or Instagram, let me just say neener 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 running a victory lap on your ass. <laughs> I played Welcome to the
1: party, gang. Nobody can really see you super well because you are on hardcore hotel Wi-Fi right <laughs> oh, now, dude. For real, is it that bad? You are on the most ho- No, we can still see you, and but you're still audio, moving around.
3: Audio is Chris.
1: Audio, good? Your audio's well, fine. Yeah, I'm in audio's Lincoln, good. Nebraska.
0: They call it stinking Lincoln for a reason. Just kidding! This place is beautiful. I'm having like a great that, time. You uh,
1: look like that TikTok video of somebody who obviously does not have ADHD. Oh my walking gosh! Walking around their house saying, "This is what it looks like with ADHD." Oh my <laughs> gosh! Just um, doing a
0: search for the top 100 trends and making 100 videos. Exactly.
1: <laughs> exactly. I, the the clout chasers, the engagement chasers. I I can't I can't do it. Um. That being said, I don't look super fantastic myself. <laughs> it is always. A disaster for my (laughs) self-esteem. Logging on. Thanks, man. It is always a disaster. (laughs) Logging on to this stupid thing every week and seeing my own face for the first time in like three days. Just a disaster. I hate every minute of it, but I do like talking with you guys. At least Deontay and I look handsome. You guys do look handsome 100% of the time, Mm. and it is infuriating, I have to say. Thank you, buddy. Gentlemen, we have a lot of stuff to talk about. You guys had a chance to chat with King McClure. Extremely jealous that you guys did that. We did this early as hell today, seven thirty in the morning. Yeah. Well, we knew there
0: was a big announcement on the way. We had to come correct. You think? <sighs> you think? You think we're gonna miss out on this engagement boost for one week? Grow up. I'm. Just- <laughs>
1: Didn't I just talk shit about engagement chasers? <laughs> Dude, that, we, what I just We did. caught it, Matt. So I'm sitting in the in the kid drop off line with my arms crossed, just grumpy <laughs> as hell. <laughs> not not fantastic. Well, and I'm a hundred dollars short now. Uh, it was almost two hundred. I don't know if you were watching. No, we're not repeating it. (laughs) For those of you who are, it's everybody's first show, I suppose. Yeah, welcome to the party game. For those of you who don't know, Evan and I had a bet going all the way back to last season, Mm -hmm. where if Flo Thamba accumulated 30 of these various stats that I'm sure fluctuated and wavered. No way he would do that. Certainly he wouldn't. But I I always preface this. Okay, so if he accumulates the 30 uh, counting stats, then I owe Evan $100. Mm Mm-hmm. Because it was a lot more fair to do that than Flo Thumba scoring 30 points in a game, right? That was just likely not going to happen, not because of his talent you level. You did
0: throw me a bone. I there. did. I
1: threw you a bone. And this is why. It was always the preface of I want to see this happen. That was always the preface, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so you have uh Flo Thumba against UT. It was UT, right? I'm not it going was. crazy. And yeah. can I provide a little more context on what it
0: was? Can I can I steal Please. this section? It was his fucking birthday? <gasps> It was the day that he broke the record of most games ever by a Baylor player. And it probably is going to be the game that keeps Texas from their first basketball championship ever in the history. I mean, I don't know if it's ever, but at least since I cared, at least since
1: I cared. At least since you cared, so, yep. Build the statue, hang the banner. So fantastic job from Thamba. Love to see that. Let's talk about that game for just a minute. huh. I was there. Baylor travels to Austin. You were there.
0: Um, Texas traveled to Waco, Matt. Come on. We're big time now. He can't be doing that.
1: <laughs> thank you. Yep. I'm telling you, look, it has been a day. My wife and both of the girls My are wife. in Illinois uh, for, for a family funeral. And I was like, oh, cool. Just going to chill at home with the boy. Just him and me. It's going to mm-hmm. be super low key. Then I found out that uh, uh, I don't do shit around here when she's here. So, <laughs> oh. I've been, <laughs> so I've been doing stuff. Okay, all right, uh, all right. All right. <laughs> so Texas, <laughs> so Texas comes to Waco. I, mm-hmm. I, I I was getting it confused with the other time we beat Texas, where the women did well, go to Austin, you know, and might keep them from a conference championship too. Please don't let that happen. Exactly. Please don't let that happen. <laughs> <laughs> Couple notes from this game. So Keontae George leaves in the first half with mm. an ankle injury. Um, it, it, as our leading scorer, that typically means it is going to be a tough rest of the day. Uh, it, while it was tough, you know, Baylor did turn the ball over 21 times, but Baylor comes out with a really nice win. Like yeah. I was extremely impressed with the fight of this team. This is the best Texas team in almost 15 years. They might
0: get a sweet 16 berth this year. Can you believe it? They,
3: <laughs> big time to it's be in true. Austin. Bay-
1: Baylor wins 81-72. If you go to the box score, um, just uh, Dylan Mitchell, right? The, the big five-star freshman, zero points. If Dylan DeSue is your top scorer, Texas, you have a problem. <laughs> this is an issue. <laughs> he did go absolutely stupid, though. He did. He had us in hell. The he whole really game. did. He really did. And Baylor was like, that's, hey, that's fine. Mm-hmm. That's totally fine. Uh, but this was the emergence of Dale Bonner, the reemergence, should I say. And this is really the story for Big me. Big Dale Bonner. As somebody who was the first to quote tweet the tweet where Dale Bonner was officially uh, announced as a transfer to Baylor. I've been on the Dale Bonner train since day one. I love the way this guy plays. I love everything about his game. And the guy just stayed ready. It was awesome. 13 points, uh, off of four of six shooting, four assists, timely shooting too, two steals, timely. That that's the other part. Mm -hmm. Timely shooting. Well, I've always loved him.
0: I honestly, I may have loved him longer than you. Um, for those of you listening who don't know, I have a rescue dog whose name is Dale. Um, he's the joy of my life. Dale. I love him more than that's, almost. Now,
1: to clarify, that's my buddy Dale. That's not Big Dale Bonner. That is my buddy Dale. You may have heard him referred to as Matt's buddy Dale in the past, but he's the love of he's the love of my life.
0: Um, so when I found out we had a player named Dale coming, you know, I was over the moon. Now he's cooking people specifically in this context. This is a good time to be me. You know,
1: things are going pretty good over here. It's, it's a really good time to be. Yep. Yep. Um, this was the game that Dickie V was doing, right? I don't know anything about this. So whatever
0: you're about to say, this whole section, I don't know a damn thing. So (laughs) please be clear.
1: Let me be clear. I need to preface this whole section with a massive asterisk and an underline and a bold. Yes, a respectfully comment.
3: Matt, you have the ISO right now. You got the ISO. Uh uh-huh. <laughs> I'm clear
1: now. <ISO>, <laughs> um, just do it. Just doing the massive clear out motion, and everybody's just off the court. Uh Dickie V, dude. All right, it is. It's time. It's time to retire. got will Can you play the
0: shook ones beat behind this? Whenever we, whenever we post it. <laughs>
1: I'll just do it right now, okay? Um, <laughs> look, Dickie V saw the eas- the softest foul I have ever seen in my life, and was adamant it was a flagrant. It's time. It is time to retire. All right. He then goes on to say, like for thirty seconds, that he was the keynote speaker <laughs> at some sort of like fucking car wash convention. What's, What's this man? Dude. Expose him, <laughs> and and then and then I I do have to say the, what he did really well though is he said beer pit instead of bear pit. And That's at that good. point I was back in. I was That's like, all right, Dicky, you could you can, can say um, beer pit is an idea we absolutely have to investigate.
0: more. Do you remember the um. Do you remember the apartment complex on 15th and Bagby? It was called Bear Gardens. Yeah. When I first became a student in 2012, someone had stolen the A and replaced it with another E, and it said Beer Gardens. And no one thought it was funny because it. of who Baylor students were at that point. No one thought it was funny at all. There was a there was a hubbub about it. We need to talk more about the weird shit that happens between 15th and 2nd in Waco. Maybe that LaSalle. A lot of weird LaSalle stuff. LaSalle you know, Sanger. Yes. A lot of good Dairy Queens. Texas loses its
1: sixth straight game in Waco, which crazy. Just
0: this is crazy, man. I know superb. I know my whole thing is like you know shitting on Texas, and it's funny, and I'm going to keep doing it. But it is insane that this is the best year they have ever had in their basketball program, men and women combined, and they went 500 with Baylor. Both teams we're not particularly in love with at the moment. You know we're rooting for them, and we have faith in them, but. We're not sending our best this year, you know? Speak, speak for yourself, man. If there's a team that can get hot. Hey, I've
1: grown accustomed to fewer than four conference losses. Look what happened last season. Mm-hmm. You had a team that was extremely unimpressive mm-hmm. for three quarters of the season. They get extremely hot and they go to the championship game. Mm-hmm. Okay. You and North Carolina. If you had to look across the nation right now at the team who could, quote, get hot, is there any team that embodies that persona more than Baylor right now? We started winning right about the time UNC started winning. Let me be first on this because I've said it in the
0: group chat a few times. You guys are a little skeptical, but I think this next month and a half, we're going to see the emergence of Keontae George, sixth sixth man, and it's going to go crazy. I think I think his scoring is the best on the team, but I think the trade you make with his defense is something that something that a really elite sixth man could give us. Scott, if you're listening, that one's free.
1: Go ahead. Use it. So then Baylor travels to Stillwater. Typically, a, a real big pain in the ass to play there, right? Does not matter how good or bad Oklahoma State is, they always play us tight.
3: And they all the me be win clear. there.
1: <laughs> it, it, was, it look, it still was that. <laughs> I'm not trying to say it wasn't, but without Keontae George again being a little, you know, being extremely careful with the ankle, which I'm glad they are. Baylor goes in, gets 15 points from Dale Bonner. And gets the win, right? It gets tight and ugly there at the end, but Baylor was in control the entire time. You look at the Ken Palm win probability chart, and it goes all the way up to Baylor one hundred percent, and then it it like squiggles from like mm-hmm. ninety five to one hundred throughout the game, and that that's the entire game. Mm. You That's know crazy, Matt. That type of game you just described, we get
0: probably like six or seven of those yeah. a year. Um, I know, like half the teams in our conference don't even get one of those. Um, so just just another another sort of. Data point, and how in the basement some of our teams are, despite having some uh some promise, Iowa State looking straight at you. your time's coming.
1: We'll get there. <laughs> we'll get there in just a second for sure. Oklahoma state um you know missing their best player, missing their best their their top score. that's fine. I get it. Baylor also missing yeah, their top same, score, brother, but just goes out and plays really solid basketball. Baylor only shot thirty five percent from three but still found a way to score enough points to get this done. Well, we made eight in the first half. Uh, very, very, very impressive win. Eight three-pointers in the first half. That's crazy. Uh, that's crazy. Uh, I don't think that's as the, the most we've had in half this season. No, we're pretty good. That can't be. I'm very curious. We'll have, we'll have to do some digging on Ho-hum. that. Ho-hum. <laughs> Ho-hum, just another road win in the Big 12. Big, big deal.
0: For the first time in four years, our last game in the season doesn't matter. Isn't that crazy?
1: We yeah. used to pray for times yeah, uh, like this, not this day specifically. Well, not all of us, but, you know. <laughs> that is true. I guess it, it doesn't count for a ton other than seeding, I suppose, uh, and within it, the Big 12 tournament. It ends the streak. 13
0: years of us being Big 12 championships in a row and basketball has ended. Some teams don't even
1: have
3: one oh, Big 12 well, championship. You know,
1: some don't. Some mm-hmm. don't. Kansas does uh, get – is it a standalone or a share at least? Do we know?
3: At least a share now. If
0: Texas wins out, if Texas wins out, they get the other half. That's the only. That's the only gotcha. piece there. Okay. Which they won't. They're going zero two, and they're going to finish behind us. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Kansas, Kansas get to win against an anemic Texas Tech team, and uh, and yeah, that it's 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 back to the old ways for now, for now. Guys, anything else on Oklahoma State or anything else that happened over the weekend or week, early week um, in the Big 12?
3: You'll be happy to know that in, in this King McClure interview that he was very high on the Dale Bonner train. Mm-hmm. and uh, we he should be. We kind of egged that on as something you've been talking about for a while.
1: Well, we had your back in there. Don't worry. I had a lot of fun with the Big Dale Bonner tweets during the Oklahoma State game for sure.
0: I've been having a lot of fun because every time he does something good, I tweet a picture of my dog and I just been getting to see a lot of cute pictures of Dale in the last few weeks.
1: Love that. Baylor women traveled Austin. Whoop that ass definitively. You told me they
0: wouldn't. Listener, you don't know this, but I told you they wouldn't. I was trying to reverse jinx it Mm -hmm. and it worked. He said, Evan, they are going to lose big. And I said, and what if they don't? And now look at life.
1: Yeah, it's true. Uh, I'm just so sick of Harmon, the sophomore from Texas. She's so good. She's 5'6". She is a monster, and it is exhausting watching her play the team. Uh, That's all I will say. But yes, Baylor goes and gets that win. Okay, Evan, do you remember Matt Meyer? Me, personally? He drove me off
0: the internet more effectively than anyone else has ever done.
1: So Matt Meyer was in the news today. There was a tweet from somebody who presumably covers the Illinois – Illini, which, by the way, what the fuck is that? Illini? Don't get me started. Nope. Matt Meyer has missed the last couple days of practice (laughs) due to caffeine poisoning. Matt Meyer allegedly drank five Monster Energy drinks while playing video games and suffered from, and the guy puts it in quotes in the tweet, caffeine poisoning. That is so And Have either of you ever even approached caffeine poisoning? Yeah.
3: It's
0: it I just have. sounds I mean,
3: like a sugar rush.
1: It sounds like he got the bubble guts and the hot snakes is what it
0: sounds like.
3: Did y'all <laughs> a, see a the actual bit, right? video of him? Something I didn't like, watch wait, it. I what? haven't seen it. Video of what? Of of like this quote. There's video on Twitter of Oh him. my God. Please. He's laughing the whole time, so I'm like, I think he's joking. Evan,
1: right this is the first time we get to say it. Jamie, uh can you pull that up? <laughs> Jamie, pull it up. Jamie. <laughs> Jamie, oh, pull like it up. To find it. That's so lame. We're never doing that again. He's (laughs) so much better at this than we are. He's so much better at this than we are. It's remarkable. Oh,
3: Oh, yeah. Here we go. I found it.
0: Another thought I have is that he's not even like the fifth person I know who lived at the fucking Grove that has dealt with this. He's not special. He's just a a long list of victims that have lived across LaSalle Boulevard or whatever it's called. Okay, let's see.
1: Let me see if y'all can hear this.
2: I've actually been sick the last few days. I had caffeine poisoning. I literally had uh, six monsters the day of the game. I only had one before, but I had five after because I like a caffeine-induced euphoria to play video games in. Um, and so I, uh, I could barely get out of bed the next day. It was like basically like a caffeine hangover. And uh, so this is my first day of practicing since then.
1: Oh, this is so sad.
2: Uh, Gen
0: X is here, Bubba. We got to get comfortable with it. We got to adjust. Your life is going to pass
1: us by, Matt. You're at risk here. Oh, my God. I think the only thing I've ever had approaching this was like, I I bit off a little bit more than I could chew in terms of size of cigar in Vegas one time. And so I got a little shaky after probably too much nicotine. But like, that was it. I, mm-hmm. I've never, how many monsters have you had in, you know, the last year? It has been I think 15 I've had three.
0: years since I've had one. I, I left middle school, dude. I left him
1: behind. But while I was
0: there.
3: I had a monster at Disney World. This Did
0: you? are they am, am i sleeping I'll have, have a, i
1: fallen uh, asleep on monsters the rehab ones are pretty good okay uh, like the ones with uh juice in them those, those are pretty good me and my uh, boy and, and i'll have a red bull a week or so now okay yeah but like five look i realize he's a big a dude lot. but like five we think he was playing i bet like, it was animal crossing you should you should you should stop after one and you should really consider if you're having a second there should be no consideration after opening your second. What's going to happen after that? <laughs> I hope he makes a lot of money and I hope he lives
0: a long and full life and gets to see his grandchildren graduate from high school. But if I had found out that this is what did him in, I would have been like, yeah, I mean, I could see it. I could see it happening, I guess.
3: <laughs> Do y'all know what I immediately thought of? I thought of like, Matt, this might be a past you, but the four, the four loco generation. Yeah, Matt, ask your,
0: ask
1: your kids. All
0: right, I'm we have like to Kennedy. do something.
1: All right. We have to do something live
3: right now.
1: Okay. Deontay, when did you graduate, Baylor? <laughs>
3: 2013.
1: Uh oh. When do you think I graduated, Baylor? Uh-oh.
3: You're 2011. I think you told me that, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. When do you think the four loco generation <laughs> happened? It missed uh, me.
3: oh yeah. Why did I say that? Yeah, it was you my generation. Were with me. It was my generation.
1: Being concerned about Jacob Bradshaw, shout out mm. Jacob Bradshaw, Bear Pit leadership, what's going on? Nobody's going to hear this or, or judge you for it, but you weren't you with me and Jacob mm. at the gas station, mm. putting two, four Locos into a Sonic cup before a basketball game. You should have chugged him out of your pink hat like our colleague, Jay Arnold. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a hattie? A had hattie? What would that be? There's a lot... Of, very perforated hats. I don't think it goes so well. <laughs> yeah. Um, five, five monsters too many. What game do you think he was playing? Animal Crossing.
0: He was selling turnips. It was Saturday night. Animal Crossing? It was Saturday night into Sunday.
1: He was selling turnips. I... I, uh, it, it, The funniest possible options, I think, are uh, Matt Meyer playing Hogwarts Legacy, but like... In a in a very serious like cosplay situation where following he's like trying to replicate <laughs> yeah following the rules and like trying to be Professor Snape and like <laughs> great, or, or just doing accent. some character uh, thank you I appreciate that uh or yeah like one of the sim games or or, or maybe just the Sims <laughs> just staying up super late in 2023 playing the Sims. Matt, if you hear this clip, dude, come on are, Between Two Bears. We have a lot of yeah. questions. Yeah, we do. We'd love to talk to you about it. We'd love. I'd love to talk to you about some other stuff, too, honestly. Mm, I have several but questions. questions. If you're too scared or too busy drinking monsters, I, yeah, I, I guess you won't. Joe Goodman paid I guess it. you won't. <laughs> I did find the tweet. <laughs> dude, <laughs> that was great.
0: I,
2: it, it, I, is, I w-
1: it is Evan stop tweeting time. Dude. <laughs>
0: I, I was, I was still phasing out of like, you know, kind of taking myself a little too seriously. And I was like, you know what, man, I really should take a step back perfect because someone else, I'm not going to out her on, on this podcast, but another Baylor fan sent some mail to my house because she got my address from my brother and it was 10,000 confetti dicks all over my apartment. I left them there. (laughs) I moved out with them still in like the rocks outside my apartment.
1: Sorry, Darius. Oh, brother, last piece of Big 12 news, (laughs) just just zipping right past that. (laughs) Last piece of Big 12 news. Uh, Sharpshooter Caleb Grill, dismissed from the Iowa State basketball program, said he was going through some mental health stuff and then said some stuff either in the locker room to coach Otzelberger uh, or over the phone with his family on the line or something to that effect that he regrets. And he has been just straight up dismissed from the team. Um, we do hope he's doing well, but before I learned the circumstances, I did wonder if it was because he refused to only shoot from inside the three point arc. Um, well, I'm, I'm now deleting a am now deleting a tweet
0: about that. Well, honestly, I was team him if you really look into it, but I just said he was dismissed for not meeting expectations because he was actually good. Yeah. He was playing well. And they stink. <laughs>
1: that that was, Evan, that was going to be my exact tweet. <laughs> I'm <am laughs> not I joking. Um, yeah. Very goofy, fun personality. Uh, I hope he finds a spot somewhere where he can play. That would be awesome. Baylor hosts Iowa State on Saturday. Um, <laughs> Me. Baylor got <laughs> their butt kicked in Ames. There's no way yeah. around it. First conference game of the season. Got our butt kicked in Ames. We'll see what happens this particular contest i am a we lot need, more confident we need to stop and i was in after the last one
0: we gave them a chance i and we, completely agree we took that athletic department seriously for three years because they earned it but they
1: have squandered it back to the basement seriously maybe here. too S- strong i don't know i never i don't know I, yeah it, it's time
0: if i'm wrong you
1: can it's tell time. me get out fair of here enough. fair enough <laughs> guys anything else i am i'm beat it's all i got today you guys, maybe maybe you guys go do another interview or three.
0: Yeah, we got to go. Whatever of you guys up. need to do, but um, let's talk a little bit about this new Dave Campbell situation because that's really neat. And we kind of open with it formally, but we've loosened up a little bit. That's pretty fucking cool, man.
1: How cool is that? Uh, it is extremely cool. We got some new friends we're hanging out with. We have some new friends. Um, our our buddy Jay Arnold doing the uh, I believe it's the War Pod over mm-hmm. there for Texas A and M. Mm-hmm. So, essentially, uh, Dave Campbell's is opening up the Republic of Football Podcast Network to include mm-hmm. a show for every single FBS team within Texas. Uh, we, of course, get the um, significant honor of representing Baylor in that particular network. That's um, so crazy. And, I, you know, they have a UNT show, a Rice show. Is there any other outlet that is dedicating resources to Rice? No, but Rice does deserve, like listen to me right now. Rice football is on its way back. I don't know where the ceiling is, but they are on their way back. I do. You have rice, you have Texas A&M, you have Texas, um, UNT and you know, there's a a bunch more shows coming. So, and just being associated with not even the name so much, but just knowing the type of work that Mike Craven does over there, that Greg Tepper does over there, that Ishmael Johnson does over Mm -hmm. there and the entire production staff. Um, truly confused I would say but also honored mm-hmm. <laughs> to be associated with it's that. It's crazy. Uh and we're going to do It's crazy.
0: We're going to do our best to do right by them. We are. They're good people. They seem like they like us. When the, you first told me that they were interested in talking to us, I think the first question I asked, and probably a lot of people listen to that ask was have they listened to it before? Turns out they had
1: and didn't hate it enough to Absolutely turn us away. The first question everybody asked was they do know what your show is right (laughs) my dad had to ask me that seriously he
0: had to he had to pull me aside to ask me that
1: (laughs) yep yep was absolutely the first question literally everybody asked when I bounced the idea off them Mm -hmm. Uh, and then everybody after I cleared that up for them everybody said Dave Campbell's is awesome there is no downside and I I Um, can't wait to see where this goes because I think this is going to be special well, you know that I received some positive affirmation this weekend from our pod
0: and uh, I was going to keep it internal because it was really, really kind, but you know, I feel like we've earned a victory lap. So let's go ahead and run one. Um, I went, I was given two tickets by a very nice Baylor fan this week and I'm not going to out him here. I don't know if he wants me to out him, so I won't, but <laughs> he, not only did he give me and Madison two tickets, we went to Ninfas and got crawfish enchiladas with him before the game. And it was it was such oh. a pleasant and delightful experience because he was with his college buddy and they're I don't want to guess too high, but let's say that they were probably thirty-seven, thirty-eight. They're just sitting kind of that range. One of them had a daughter at Baylor. They both had daughters that went to Baylor. And he was saying, you know. I don't need to listen to a podcast where they know ball and they want to make sure that I know that they know ball the whole time. It, it kind of feels good to, to sit next to two. <laughs> and then I kind of ad libbed for him and I was like, yeah, you know, it kind of feels good to listen to two guys who, you know, they're being kind of obnoxious at the bar. Maybe, maybe an older brother is taking his younger brother out for his first drink and he's had too many, but they're not, they're not bothering nobody. Wait a second. Hold on. Who am I Which one? in that situation? <laughs> <do you laughs> the older You're the bartender. Deontay's the older brother. I'm Come the on. older brother. Keep up. Keep up. Uh, but it was just very validating because I, feel like there's a there's a very cool space to carve out where you know you know ball a little but you can really uh you know you don't you don't have to flex ball knowing knowledge and everyone because it's silly exactly. it's all silly
1: and we're all sickos every each of us precisely the point like the thesis statement of this whole whole Which we did right if you from you remember. the very beginning <laughs> I think we did. did. Um, the 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 core idea of this whole thing was college sports are so exceedingly stupid, Mm -hmm. (laughs) just Mm -hmm. so dumb. We all love it, mainly because it's dumb. Mm -hmm. So why isn't there a place where people can take it just a little less seriously
2: by people who obviously
1: take themselves not very seriously at all? And that was just the whole driving force behind the whole thing. And uh, it's been a lot of a lot of fun. And I'm extremely yeah, I'm, glad to have Deontay on board. We yes. would not know what we were doing
0: this collectively work without, without him. Deontay.
1: Don't get it twisted.
3: Please don't misunderstand nope. this. It doesn't work without Deontay. Nope. <laughs> oh, you guys are great. I, I told you guys in the chat, man, I feel like I I joined the Warriors, uh, like the, that run of the Warriors where KD kind of just came on and like, people are like, really? Why? This is why.
1: Precisely. <laughs> yeah, which makes you
0: Katie KD me. didn't get over the hump. Um,
1: tell me I'm Steph,
0: Matt. Evan, tell I don't me know. I'm Steph, if you tell me I'm Steph. <laughs> I don't think you're air. Steph. I don't think we have a Steph. I think oh, you're Clay. Listener, listener, he knows. He knows he's not saying it. Steph? Fuck. Are you step? So does that oh, make me play right. You're probably Sean Livingston. Sorry, that was rude. <laughs> who's, no, the that, who's the guy that? Because I love signed, Sean Livingston. Who's the guy that signed a Supermax with the Mavs after their first title? That's who you are.
1: Harrison Remember? Barnes, yeah, did don't you win just fucking call no, me Harrison listen,
0: Barnes? Listen, listen, he's good. I've been good for. I'm a about to I'm click this outro so quick. They don't win the first title without him, and he got paid deservedly for it. He's living. He got generational wealth out of that first title. There's a lot of. There's a lot of. And he's Take a king. it back, or he was at one point. Take it back right that now. Is Take it back, back right now. Okay, you get You're to choose Draymond. between Draymond Fine. or Clay. <laughs>
1: Draymond or Clay? <laughs> no,
0: you're Clay. You're well. I don't know. This feels weird. Uh, yeah. No, we're the we'll just say that we're the Splash Brothers, and you can decide who. That's what we should say. That's what we should say. But we
1: all know. I'm okay with that. And now, unfortunately, I didn't get to take part in it. But Evan and Deontay got to sit down with King McClure, now ESPN commentator, play-by-player color. I think color, <laughs> color commentator for ESPN. Former Baylor great, lit it up on multiple occasions. One of my favorite players of the last couple generations of Baylor basketball. So enjoy it. I'll be listening for the first time along with you guys. Sick and Bears, y'all take care.
0: All right. Well, we are back with the uh, Between Two Bears, our first big interview of the year. We got Baylor legend King McClure on with us. Uh, King, we appreciate you taking some time out Y'all don't know this on your side, but it's 7.30am in the morning <laughs> It's the only time all three of us could get on here together So if we sound a little sleepy, that's why King, how's it going? Where are you at right now?
2: Well, it's going great I'm currently in Bristol, Connecticut um, In the studio for the next few days So uh, that's, that's a good thing But you're right, man, it's early It's <laughs> early in the morning and, uh, I'm glad to be yeah. here Yeah without- Man, well, we really appreciate it. We really appreciate it. We'll have to get
0: you back on sometime in the evening. We can let loose a little bit, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So we'll just jump in. You know, you played what four or five years at Baylor, starting point guard. Uh, your senior year, um, uh, we were scrolling through some game logs, trying to see if we could pick anything out. And uh, just this morning, just ten minutes ago, Matt sent us uh, a a screenshot of someone who works at Baylor when he was he was asking you, know, what's a crazy King McClure story you'd like for us to bring up. And I'm gonna phrase it a little bit differently than they did, but just to kind of take you back, it's the Battle of Atlantis, it's the championship game. And uh you are busting Donovan Mitchell's ass, giving him 20 in the second <laughs> half. Now you don't like you can be a little bit more respectful of me though. That's fine. But can you just bring me back to that? And we we were down what, 20 at halftime? And you yeah. brought us back all, all by yourself in the conference championship game. And if I remember, <laughs> Louisville had some big bitches too. They had a 7-1, 7-2 dude. <laughs>
2: Yeah, nah, bro. I remember that. It was yesterday, man. What's funny about that is uh, I was the start of my sophomore year and um, going into that game, I was horrible. Like I wasn't playing. I, I was horrible. I was shooting the terrible percentage from the field. I was playing really bad basketball. So right before the game, I don't know, this is weird. Like I was from, like super weird ish. Coach Drew came to me and was just like, hey, you know, I have a I have a good feeling about this game and I, I think you're going to do something special. And I was like, oh, whatever, Coach, you're not, you're not playing me. Like, all right, cool. So I game goes by first half. I think I probably played like two minutes. Didn't do much. Came mm-hmm. back out, came back out, and I was just like, all right, I'm done for the night. I, I know I'm not going back in the game. Uh, and then I look up, we're down by 20 and a half. You know, we go into the locker room, and the Coach was really getting on to us, which is not bringing that effort and that energy. We come back out, and this is about the 16-minute mark. It's the same thing. It's a 20-point lead. Uh, we, we just can't get anything going. So Coach Drew at this point is like, let's just throw in anybody to see if anybody can do something. So he was like, all right, let's just empty out <laughs> the bench. All right, bring, bring King, bring Jake mm. in. Um, I go in the game. All of a sudden, boom, I hit a shot. I was like, uh-oh. So then I had another one. I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> so <laughs> so then it started rolling, and all of a sudden the lead is from 20 to like 14. And then Coach Drew just leaves mm. me out there for the rest of the game. And I think the funniest part about that game was if you really watch uh, Rick Patino, Rick Patino is yelling at his assistant. And you can see this clearly on the film. He's yelling at his assistant, mm-hmm. who the hell is this guy? Who the hell is this <laughs> And I, I haven't produced in like the whole tournament. So they didn't even have me on the scout report. Mm-hmm. So they was like, who the hell is this guy? And Rick Patino mm-hmm. went crazy on his assistants um, But that was funny And then Donovan was, Donovan was cool Because I've been on Donovan Since we were We was in the same class I've been on him Since we were like probably 13, 14 yeah. And during the game He was like Bro you're getting me In so much trouble Right now bro And I was like Man let's be to play better defense <laughs> and after the game Man. We, were, we were chopping it up And he was like Yeah bro no, I ain't even hanging On the scouting report fam." But he was like I was telling him That you could hoop though But it was like Nah he hadn't done yeah. He hadn't done anything so, you know, that was a great memory. Dang, bro. that's
0: crazy. I imagine winning a title or winning a conference tournament probably is its own special feeling. But that feeling itself has got to be one of the best, like, on the planet. Heating up in the second half, cooking Rick Patino, having him ask who you are while you're, like, sending him home. Man, that's crazy. Deontay, I don't want to monopolize these questions, but I got about 10. You got anything for us?
3: Yeah, I, I was just going to add in, man, like. Scott coming off the bench and telling you, like, all right, I got a special feeling about this. Like, his positivity is something that a lot of people on the outside can see. But what is it like to see it in person, like mm. being on the bench, being on mm. pra- in practice with him every day uh, during your time there?
2: Yeah, no, Coach Drew is, I mean, the way he portrays himself in the media, in front of the camera. I mean, that's really how he is. It's really how he lives his life. I mean, during practice, we had a rule. If you curse it, you did 10 push-ups. I, 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 come on, you in, the, you in the heat of the moment. You in the battle. Like, yeah. dude, dudes get fiery. Yeah. And things just slip. All right, 10 push-ups, gang. Or 10 push-ups on so, like It's man. like, okay, coach. <laughs> um, but, I mean, that's really how he is. And he, because of that, I think that's why he's had so much success. And he's shown people that you don't have to be fiery. You don't have to curse kids. I, you, you can be respectful. You can be a man of faith and still win a championship and still be a great coach, which I think a lot of people got those things twisted and don't don't think that they coincide. Um, so I, I think that that's real. That's 100% real of who he is. And it's a testament. I mean, he, he's such a positive person that lifts you up. And even now, you know, anything I do in my life, he, he's always sending me positive notes and always watching and uh, keeping up. So no, he, he's been a blessing in my life, honestly.
0: That's awesome. Well, it's, it's always good to hear. I feel like we all know that Coach Drew's a good dude, but it's always good to to hear someone who spent, you know, five years of their life, four years of their life with him and and can kind of repeat the same stuff back to us. So either either he's got a lot of money and he's keeping everyone quiet, or he might just be a good dude. You know, he might just be a good dude. Uh, Cool. Well, so so kind of kind of moving from you know your time at Baylor to what what you're doing now. Before we get there, um, I know the last game. I believe if I saw it correctly, the last game you played here at Baylor was against Gonzaga. That was a Sweet 16 game. Is that right? Uh, no, I was a game before the Sweet 16. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, second round. Um, how did it feel like for you individually to see the team a few years later come back and and dog walk Gonzaga in the national championship, <laughs> knowing they were the team that kind of kind of you know sent us home your final
2: year here. Yeah, I mean, I was, it was a surreal feeling. I mean, I was in the building for that. And uh, it was mm. one of those things that you just never really imagined. I mean, winning a national championship was just yeah. so grand. And to see, like, you know, the coaches that you love and the players that you basically raised, in a sense, like Jared Butler, Matthew Meyer. Yeah. I mean, to see those guys, Macy OT, Davion, to see those guys succeed, I mean, some of my closest friends, Freddie, Jay, were on that team, and just to be able to watch them win a national championship was wasn't been amazing. It was a, a, a feeling I've like never experienced before. And I mean, yeah, you know, the whole Gonzaga thing was, you know, we they they beat they beat us, they knocked us out that my year. But it is what it is. Like I really wasn't the 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 determining factor of you know my emotions for that game. It was more so just the fact that all right, these dudes are really playing for the national championship. The fact that I'm here, actually being able to witness the program that I put so much blood, sweat, and tears into to be successful and to be able to win this championship and compete for it—it's uh, it, just—it was incredible. I mean, it's a moment I'll never forget in my life, and I, I'll take that with me. Yeah,
0: that's awesome, man. Deontay, where were you when we won the when we won the title?
2: Uh, I, I
3: watched it at McLean. They had a watch party there at right. McLean. And so I watched it there. My wife and I were going to make the drive up, but, or actually we're going to try to get flights, but flights were ridiculous at that point. So mm-hmm. we're like, man, we're just going to watch it at the, at the stadium it was a fun, fun time. But for, for you King, you know, switching from being a player on the court to now, being a commentator and having to critique these players, basically being on the other side of it as as media per se, what kind of challenges have you gone through kind of switching that gear to being someone on the opposite end?
2: Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I think the biggest thing is just accepting the fact that I'm no longer a basketball player. (laughs) Because I think for so long, as, as a hooper, as a guy who has been doing this since I was five years old, you typically see in athletes that you put your identity in what you do you put your identity in the sport that you play. And that's what I did. I, I was lost when I found out that, well, first off, when I found out that I had a hypertrophic cardiomyopathy, like it was it was a little tough. And I didn't think that it would deter my basketball career completely. I thought that it would make maybe look a little different, but I didn't think that it would have to end and come to an abrupt end when it did. Um, but, you know, once I got done playing um, at Baylor, you know, I didn't want to go overseas because I had a daughter who was less than one at the time. And um, I, I got red flag by every single NBA team. So, honestly, I had no option but to try to figure out what I was going to do. And I didn't know what I was going to do. Um, so, when I made that switch, uh, it, it was tough at first. The first two two or three years, it was hard because I put my identity in being King McClure, the basketball player. And not realizing that, you know, that I played... I mean, I was, since I was four and I was 22, I was 18 years. So 18 years of my life, I was King McClure, the basketball player. And really realizing that, you know, I'm so much more, I'm so much bigger than that. You know, I was King McClure, the father, King McClure, the brother, King McClure, the son. And my whole life should not be wrapped around a game. And I mean, I know people say it's more than a game, but at the end of the day, it's really just a game, like a game where you just play. Um, so you have to be able to put your identity in other things and, um, I had to find my true passion and my true calling, and I think that it was one of those things where media, broadcasting, being in front of a camera, it just came natural, just came easy. So I'm a big believer, and if it comes easy, it, it's a God thing. It, it's actually meant for you. It, it's your purpose. It's your calling. Um, so I, I, I'm glad that I found this path, and, and it's been a blessing, and I've been able to elevate um, super fast in these these four years, which is crazy to say that I've been in there for four mm-hmm. years, but. I mean, it's honestly just been a blessing for sure.
3: What what does that that preparation look like? I know like on in the basketball court, it's like, you know, you practice every day, you learn schemes, you learn man to man, what you scout your opponent, obviously. But when you're broadcasting, you're talk you have to prepare on a different level, learning different players and teams. Kind of similar to what you were doing as a basketball player, but what is that what does the difference look like? How does the preparation uh, differ from what you were as a basketball player?
2: Yeah, it's a lot more mental preparation than physical. I mean, you're, you're just, I'm watching constant film. Like, as soon as we get off this car, honestly, I might get back in the bed, but as soon as we get out this <laughs> car, I'm, I'm watching film for the rest of the day until I go to the studio, trying to make mm-hmm. sure that every single team I'm talking about, I'm able to sound intelligent. I'm able to give people good nuggets about it. Because a lot of times, that's the, that's the biggest thing. I mean, you see people freeze, um, when you see people basically like choke on camera, it's almost because they just weren't prepared. And the more prepared you are, the more confident you'll be. And, and that's what I'm a big believer in. I mean, I, I was I've been fortunate enough to run into some great mentors in this industry uh, who are able to teach me everything I need to know right? and what the preparation looks like as far as just how long you should study. I mean, getting your work done, making sure that it's 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 thorough. And they were able to teach me the way and show me the ropes at an early age. So as far as preparation, I mean, man, it's a grind. It's more mental than anything, though, just watching a whole lot of film and being able to you know, really know what you're talking about. That's what it really boils down to. hmm Yeah.
0: That's cool, man. Well, kind of moving forward from there to to this team this year? I'm sure you've got a lot of thoughts. So uh, before I, you know, hit hit these questions we got for you, do you have any just sort of general thoughts about this year? How have you How have you felt about us so far? Yeah. I know uh, everyone's kind of had some hot takes here and there, but we're heating up, man. We're getting hot at the right time. Is is, is that kind of how you're feeling, or do you have a different perspective on everything this year?
2: Man, I, I agree, man. I think I I think we kind of have to accept Baylor for who they are right now. And they're a team who is not the same level of defense that we've seen in the past, like, probably three, four, five years. They're just not that, they're not that squad this year. They're extremely talented on the offensive end, the number two offense in America right now. But defensively, I think they're probably in the 60s. However, they're getting better. And I think one thing that Coach Drew is seeing is, you know, almost how I had that whole game with Louisville. The next man up mentality. I mean, we're seeing that low-key in Dale Bonner. I mean, the guy who's come into the game in the past two games and been able to give you an option to replace Keontae. And he's doing it differently. He's not scoring the ball like Keontae. But his the, the way he plays defense, the way he competes and just plays hard, and he's knocking down shots now as well, something that he wasn't doing at the beginning of the season. So his, his ability to be able to knock down shots, we're not asking him to do too much just stand behind the three-point line hit it when you're open make the right play don't turn the ball over and compete on the defensive side so i think with him being added to the mix and he was out the rotation so with him being back in the rotation it gives baylor another option on the defensive side that they need because he helps the defense he makes the defense look completely different when you add him and jonathan trauma trotua so i think that those two guys really help on the defensive side but I mean, I think Baylor has as good a chance as to win a national championship as anybody in the country It's because I think that there are three guards that they have and Flagler, Cryer, and and Keontae can fill it up with the best of them. And we know in March, guards win. You have to have elite guards who, honestly, I mean, we saw this with Tennessee. Tennessee is a great team, but they do not have a lot of guys who can go get you a bucket off the bounce and what we call late shot clock guys. Baylor has at least three maybe four late shot clock guys who you don't have to call any offense for them. They can just go get you a bucket. And that's what translated. And that's what helps win in March. Yeah, absolutely.
3: The the team itself started 0-3 in conference play. And there was a lot of talk about, you know, the team's not legit. There was a lot of, you know, hot takes, so to speak, but to see how this team has, you know, there are seven in the poll right now sitting at number two in the big 12. Like, what does that say about the resiliency of the team and what the job uh, Scott Drew and the staff has done with this team?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's, when they were sitting at 0-3, it wasn't panic mode for me. It was just, you know, it, it's the Big 12. Every single team in the conference has yeah. hit a wall like that. Every single team in the conference has gone mm-hmm. through a stretch of probably like three, two, three, four games, some a little bit longer. Like, look at Texas Tech. I mean, those guys, that's a good basketball team, but they, they went 0-8. to to start the conference. So everybody hits that stretch because the the big 12 is so brutal. And and this is probably the best that it's ever been. And the most competitive that's ever been. When you look at the one through 10, they're talking about nine potentially have a chance to make the NCAA tournament. Realistically, we'll probably see eight, but they're talking about nine has a chance. That's wild that you would think that nine teams from a conference, basically the whole conference is going to make the tournament. So every single game, there's no easy nights you have to bring your A game. So I, I knew it was a panic mode. Uh, it was just like, hey, get it together, snap out of this before it turns from three to, to five. And they did a great job of that. I mean, Coach Drew's been in the grind. He, he's, a, he's a Hall of Fame coach. One of the best coaches to ever mm-hmm. coach the game of college Talk basketball. About it. There we go. So <laughs> it, 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 it's a fact of the matter. And this dude right here is just – he knows what he's doing at this point, his staff, his assistants, he's done a great job of putting people around him that can elevate his performance. So when you look at what he's doing, you look at what coach Tang is doing. I mean, these guys, they just, it's naturally in they're natural winners. So I, I wasn't concerned, but mm-hmm. you know, kudos to coach true and his staff for being able to pull it back and still be fighting when everybody doubted him.
0: No, I totally agree. I think, uh, I think kind of not, maybe not the time you were playing basketball here, but I feel like for a few years there was this kind of narrative about Coach Drew that you know he got a elite eight early in his career, he can't get out of the first or second round. Uh, you know we had a couple you know unlucky last minute shots. You know the, the game against Georgia Southern comes to mind. Uh, were you did you you were playing in that game? Were you or no?
2: Had you already graduated when I played was them? the year before I got? Okay. there. I was, I was okay, watching that game on my phone in class, and I jumped up when he hit the shot because I was upset. <laughs>
0: I mean, with with him playing for his dad, there's no way that shot wasn't going nice. in, right? I feel like we all knew with about two minutes left what was going to happen there, and it's right. done. All right, man. The last like basketball focused question I have is uh, honestly, Deontay, you probably wrote this, but I'm gonna ask it if you don't mind. Go ahead, uh, go ahead, the, if the if the final four started tomorrow, who's our starting five and why? I don't know. I don't know if you were, you're gonna burn any bridges the current players Ooh. if you if you speak up on that, but uh, you know, what's our lineup of death if if we got to go and
2: win by five with five minutes left? Um. Man, I think that I think it's 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 complicated for a few reasons, but I, I think for sure my <laughs> locks will be Keontae, uh, Adam Flagler, Jalen Bridges, and Jonathan Trauma Trautua. Those are my locks. Those are my four locks. Now the mm-hmm. the last spot is up for Dale Bonner or or L.J. Crier, and, and the reason why is because it just mm-hmm. depends. If Cryer's is hot. I'm probably going with Cryer. but if I need a stop and it's really coming down to the end of the game, I'm probably going to go with Dale Bonner, um, especially if Dale Bonner is able mm-hmm. to hit a few threes early on in the game. Um, I, honestly, I might if it's the end of the game, I might go with Dale Bonner um, to, to to get that stop. But I mean, LJ I don't get it twisted. LJ Cryer is probably the best shooter that I've ever shot against in my life, and he's a really talented player. Mm-hmm. But if we need a stop, yeah, I, I might I might go Dale Bonner.
0: There you go. I thought of another question, but I'll let you jump in, Deontay, before I throw this last one. I agree, though, King. I think if that lineup is out there, if we give 40 minutes of that lineup, we'll probably sweep the whole tournament. So let's see if we can get some stamina in them and see if we can we can get only it out. The only thing here.
3: I was going to say is when Matt hears this, he's going to appreciate King's appreciation of uh, Dale Bonner. Because Matt, for weeks, Matt's been on the the Dale Bonner train and seeing how he has progressed throughout the season, um, especially mm-hmm. now when they need him the most with Keontay out. Uh, he would definitely applaud this part of the, of the episode when he listens to it. (laughs) There we go.
0: All right. And then our last question, and then we'll give you some time to plug what you're doing. Tell us what's going on. I know everyone listening to this is more interested in you than us. So I'll give you however much time (laughs) you need to cook and tell (laughs) it, tell us where to find you. But uh, in all your years at Baylor freshman to graduating, um, were there any sort of like offline one-on-one tournaments? And if so, who do you think was the best Hooper to ever be on campus while you were there? Mm -hmm.
2: A great question you can say you we'll believe you if you say it look honestly, my game isn't even predicated <laughs> around one-on-one so I'm not, I'm not even gonna say myself so look this is an interesting question um the <laughs> best one-on-one hooper i think there's three i think number one that comes to mind when i look like most talented is terry maston tj maston um mm-hmm. that i do right there mm-hmm. one-on-one in the low block i don't know if anybody was stopping him I, mean, I saw him get Mo Bamba firsthand 30 points at UT. And he was cooking, and, and that's just what he does. And there's times where he's literally put the team on his back, and we just, like, rode it the whole way. Like, all right, bro, go, come on, take us home, yeah. man, for sure. Um, old at, man game, just cooking everybody. Old, old man game. Like, he was, like, 50 <laughs> years old at the Wreck or something like that. But he just didn't miss the touch around the rim. He, he was a bucket, for sure. Um, I think second – Davion Mitchell was 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 tough, and there was a stretch. He he really couldn't shoot the ball, and he struggled to shoot. But <laughs> for some reason in one-on-one, he could really shoot, and he's so quick and mm-hmm. fast, and his first step is so explosive that when he's knocking down threes, it, it, it's almost hard, it's almost impossible to really beat him one-on-one. So I've mm-hmm. lost to him countless times. I've lost countless times on one-on-one.
0: I mean, you saw time after time, you know, his last year here when we won the title, we would open the game with him just ISO and and cooking someone to start the game off. I can't I can't even think about how many games started three zero or two zero because we just gave him the ball first and let him do whatever he wanted.
2: Yeah, no, he, he's he's different. I mean, the way he plays the game with change of pace, his explosiveness is 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 elite. And and probably my third guy would probably be Jared Butler. I mean, J B mm-hmm. was just so shifty and the thing about JB was, like, an open gym or a one-on-one, in one-on-one you have three dribbles, but an open gym, you could typically stay with him on the first or second move. He just has a counter for a counter for a counter and everything, and he's eventually going to get you and just rock you to sleep. But he's super shifty, and it, you're not going to take the ball away from him. I mean, he's, he's going to turn it over on his own, but he, you're just not going to take it from him. And He's going to hit you with something. He's, he's going to shift you a little bit, and – he was a good shooter, so you have to take an account for that and instead step up and, and not allow him to get the shot off. But because of his shiftiness, he can get by and you get an angle. And once he gets that angle on you, it's, it's going to be tough. So I think those three guys are probably the hardest three guys to guard.
0: Man, I can't think of anyone better than those three. I had forgotten about Terry Maston for about two years, but everyone on Twitter used to call him Terry the Fairy Maston because he would just get in the low pain. He would he would work slow, but there was no wasted movement, and he was getting to the bucket every time. Man, that's awesome. Well, that's all the formal questions I got for you. We we haven't done a ton of interviews, but I, my hope is that as we do these, we kind of leave two or three minutes at the end just to tell us what you're up to. You know, are you are you streaming on Twitch? Are you can we find you on Twitter, Instagram? So what's going on? Yeah,
2: no, for sure. Let me just. Find me on ESPN. Uh, my Twitter is KingMcClure22. Instagram, King.McClure. Um, yeah, that's really it, man. I just <laughs> reach out. Hit me up.
0: Cool. All right, man. Well, we appreciate you joining us. Sorry again for getting you out of bed so early. Uh, we appreciate you joining. We got a spot for you. Anytime you ever want to chop it up, sure. if you see something big happen and you want to come come talk some shit with me, Matt and Deontay, <laughs> we'll, we'll keep a space open Let's for you. It, man,
2: man. I'm, I'm always down to be back. All right, man. We appreciate it. Have a good one. For sure, for sure.